You know, while we're seeing more hiring activity in the legal field, the job market continues to be competitive. You know, the selection process is much more thorough, and there are many more people involved in the hiring process than potentially in years past. This is Lawyer to Lawyer, the award-winning legal podcast with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. West Coast meets East Coast, and yes, they are attorneys, bringing you the latest legal news and observations every week with the leading experts in the legal profession. Produced right here on the Legal Talk Network. Welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. We're glad you could listen today. I'm Craig Williams from a uh, partly sunny Southern California, partly cloudy. My co-host, Bob Ambrosi, is off today. I write a legal blog called May It Please the Court and have a book out called How to Get Sued. We'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors, SunTrust, who offers private wealth management solutions for attorneys and legal firms at suntrust.com slash law. Clio, a web-based practice management software program for lawyers at goclio.com, and LexisNexis, a leading provider of information and business solutions to professionals in a variety of industries at LexisNexis.com. Well, 31% of lawyers surveyed by Robert Half Legal for its legal hiring index plan to hire full-time staff in the first quarter of 2011, while just 1% plan staff cutbacks. Back in Uh, February of last year, regular listeners are going to remember that we featured a trial attorney, Paul Semenza, who had experienced the ups and downs of the job market and after a layoff. We had planned to have Paul on the program today, but fortunately for Paul, he's gotten a job in the legal industry and is handling a deposition today. We are joined by attorney Charles Volkert, executive director of Robert Half Legal, the premier provider of experienced project and full-time professionals for law firms and corporate legal departments. Charles is known as Chad, and he began his staffing industry career when he joined Robert Half in 1999. He's been instrumental in the national expansion of Robert Half Legal, which has locations in major markets throughout the United States and also in Canada. Welcome to Lawyer to Lawyer, Chad. Thanks, Craig. Glad to be here. So can you give us a little bit of a rundown? I I know I cited some statistics there in the beginning uh, in the introduction about where the uh, job market is for this coming year, but uh, you're probably better at it than I am. Well, appreciate it. I think uh, some of those early stats uh, are very positive news for the legal industry. You know, the net 30% increase in hiring activity is actually up seven points from the fourth quarter forecast. Uh, And much of that hiring activity within the legal sector will be within law firms and and obviously the, the other portion of that within corporate legal departments. You know, I'd say, Craig, during the downturn, um, many organizations, and particularly large law firms, were forced to thin their ranks uh, and downsize based on uh, work um, really drying up. Uh, The continued hiring increase reflects a pent-up demand, uh, and the extent of the staff cuts at many organizations were, as we've talked to law firms, almost too deep based on the workflow that's happening right now. And so those law firms and also corporate legal departments are making strategic hires to provide exceptional service and keep pace with the legal demands that they're experiencing within their practice areas or their organizations. Uh, Business optimism, I would also say within the legal community, continues to improve. The majority of lawyers, 82% actually, that we surveyed are confident in their organization's ability 
to expand in the first quarter of 2011. And uh, even more positive news, more than half, 52% of lawyers, said it is challenging to find highly skilled legal professionals in this marketplace. And so employers are increasingly selective in hiring job applicants who possess the expertise in specific practice areas. And often those same law firms are under pressure uh, to immediately fill roles. And it can be challenging, uh, Craig, to swiftly identify the strongest candidates within the marketplace. What happened Chad, to those people that law firms thin their ranks with, were they able to find jobs or are those law firms going to be going back to those same people and rehiring them? You know, it was interesting during uh, the downturn, many of those candidates uh, stepped into other roles at law firms, uh, in particularly the small and the, and the mid-sized ones that were busier or had robust practice areas in, in hot demand areas such as litigation bankruptcy, foreclosure, intellectual property. So you saw some of those candidates that were able to make that transition um, from their former firm into a new opportunity uh, in a full-time capacity. You also saw a great number of those candidates find work on temporary as well as longer-term consulting engagements within law firms and corporate legal departments And then you had a segment that really uh, went off and did alternative either legal careers and in sales or the service industry, or decided to move away from law altogether. So as as the hiring begins to increase, uh, first, we've seen an increase in that temporary and that project uh, placement of candidates, and and that continues to be a growing area. But on the full-time hiring, we have heard firms looking at former employees but also looking at new hires uh, with the areas of expertise that they're looking for that are sort of two to four years of experience that can come in and, and handle the workload. How about more senior lawyers? What's the job market looking for for the, for the lawyers that are uh, five years and up? Well, the, the job market is looking very strong for lawyers and legal professionals that have an in-demand skill set. And and so what we're seeing in that area right now, Craig, is litigation uh, and foreclosure and and bankruptcy continue to be the number one and number two uh, highest demand practice areas. Nearly one-third of our lawyers surveyed said that bankruptcy and foreclosure is an area of law that will experience the most growth in the first quarter, followed by litigation, which came in at 17%, and healthcare was third. Uh, labor and employment, also high demand, environmental law, intellectual property. So legal professionals with those backgrounds or have experience in those areas are certainly in demand no matter how many years they've been practicing or within the legal community. That seems like a big shift that is somewhat tied to the economy. As the economy recovers and it shifts, what will happen with the job market? You know, that's a great point, Craig. And, and, you know, being with Robert Half International now for 11 plus years and going through a couple of downturns, the one interesting thing about the legal community, as we know, is no matter what the economy is doing, there's specific practice areas that grow and are robust and, and see a real demand Uh, for highly skilled candidates. And during the downturn, it's no surprise that litigation and unfortunately bankruptcy and foreclosure for the individuals going through that uh, was a busy area. 
And as the economy comes back, we already are beginning to see an increased demand for corporate transactional uh, legal professionals. There is a significant demand, certainly in-house, for lawyers and legal support staff that have experience with contracts, lease administration, healthcare and regulatory issues. And so we would anticipate um, those practice areas continuing to grow as the economy improves. But what I think uh, we're also hearing from the respondents, and as I travel amongst our 25 offices in North America, no slowdown in litigation uh, and no slowdown yet in the bankruptcy and the foreclosure world. Uh, and so we continue to see that, that demand there, certainly over the next uh, couple of quarters. Yeah, I would agree with that from at least my own practice. I, I do litigation, complex business litigation, and it's definitely on the upswing. Well, for those lawyers who were lucky enough to uh, join another firm when they were down, when larger firms downsized, what do you recommend to them to do to be able to get that job back with the big law firm again if they're headed that direction? Well, I, I think a couple of things. I, I think number one, you know, if you're a job seeker, you really need to be in tune with the current hiring environment. You know, while we're seeing more hiring activity in the legal field, the job market continues to be competitive. You know, the selection process is much more thorough, and there are many more people involved in the hiring process than potentially in years past. Um, employers are carefully evaluating candidates uh, with every hire they make. Um, they want to know if you have the precise skill sets and expertise to add immediate value. You know, do your values and goals uh, in your career match those of the organization that you're interviewing with? Um, are you who you say you are, <laughs> right? Um, so references, testimonials, client relationships all play a big part of that uh, moving forward. Um, and many other factors come into play depending on, you know, the, the law firm's needs or the corporate needs. They're going to put a different weighting factor on various uh, skills that you bring to the table. Are you well-versed in technology. If you're a litigator, you need to know uh, the ins and outs of e-discovery, document review tools many, many times, and how you're working through that immense electronic data that sits out there in many of these litigation uh, matters. Uh, you know, if your intellectual property background and you have that, are you detailed in cross-border matters? Um, are you able to work a flexible um, work schedule and, and be able to travel and, and to go on site with clients. So I think there's a whole host of things out there right now, Craig, that are driving uh, the decisions being made by clients. And I think uh, my final piece of recommendation there for the candidates is be immersed within the legal community. Network like crazy. Um, advance your career through CLE programs or other thought leadership uh, avenues to stay current and, you know, match your search based on the values uh, and job uh, uh, growth that you're looking to obtain and how that matches up to uh, a potential employer. So it still is who you know? Many times it, it is. You know, we, we constantly recommend to candidates as they're looking for new opportunities that you have to be networked. You have to build on your relationships from the past, whether that's law school or, or your former law firm. Uh, can they connect the dots? Working with a trusted recruiter or recruiters, I think, is 
very beneficial. Not all recruiters have all the job orders, right? Not all firms are utilizing recruiters. So I think having a well-thought-out plan as far as how you're going out to market and trying to look for that new opportunity is, is really crucial. An organization such as ourselves, because we specialize in full-time placement as well as project and temporary placement with individual teams in each office, if you're unemployed, my biggest recommendation is keep your skills current. Take temporary and consulting opportunities. Number one, you keep those skills current. Number two, you're getting your foot in the door at an organization who may, in fact, want to hire you full-time down the road. We're seeing more and more of that, Craig, where a temporary is being brought on in a full-time capacity uh, as, as uh, you know, time goes on and the economy improves. And so I, I really think that's a benefit to a candidate if, unfortunately, they are unemployed. Look for temporary and, and consulting opportunities through staffing organizations to be able to get your foot in the door and keep those skills sharp. One of the things that uh, temporaries may find is that there aren't any benefits at the end of the rainbow. How, how is that working right now? Well, I can't speak for other companies. Obviously, we're a fortune company. We provide benefits uh, to our temporaries. They can tap into those benefits as they work at our organization. You know, benefits certainly is 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 a key point uh, for many people um, who need their own benefits, may not have a spouse uh, benefit plan or something of that nature. Um, but it's certainly a question that I recommend to candidates to be asking during the interview process with their law firm or corporation. What is the benefits plan? We're, we're seeing more and more candidates maybe be negotiable on salary depending on what the benefits are. And I'm not only talking about health benefits, I'm thinking about things that firms and corporations are offering, whether that's health club membership, whether that's parking, whether that's a flexible work-life balance where you can work some hours or even some days from home through remote access. Um, all of those things are playing key, uh, key components in the o- overall offer and acceptance stage of a full-time employ- employment. And I, I really think it's important not only from the candidate's perspective, but what is your law firm or your corporation doing uh, to think about new ways to attract and also retain candidates uh, that you're spending a lot of money to go out and find and train and, and get involved in your organization Let's think of ways to attract them as well as retain them for the long term. Yeah, and there are, uh, just to remind people, you know, one of the things you not, do not want to be discussing in the first interview is money, parking, benefits, and, and the like. That's more a suitable subject for second, third, and fourth interviews. Um, there are a group of, of people who have never worked at large law firms, don't want to work at large firms, and uh, are not going to be in that job market. What are your recommendations for lawyers that are working in the mid to small firms? What can they well, do to find jobs? As you know, Craig, the, the small and mid-sized firms uh, make up the majority of every single legal market, right? There's only 150 law firms in the top 150 law list, um, and every city has just an abundance of small and mid-sized firms, so there's tremendous opportunity there uh, within those uh, those specializations and those size firms. And, and we're seeing some of the fastest growth be uh, coming directly from small and mid-sized firms, especially ones that, that focus on those hot practice areas that I mentioned earlier. 
how, how does how do lawyers get into those small firms? You know, they they were some of the first because they're very small and nimble to be able to lay off people. And now that they're in the need to hire, how are lawyers that are in that job market for the medium to small law firms able to get jobs with those guys? Well, I think, again, going back to some of the things that I previously said, I think networking, being involved in the bar, you know, I mean, we're blessed by having Martindale Hubble. I mean, what a great search tool and, and the others that are out there to be able to look up those law firms. You get a name of a law firm. Almost every single law firm that I know has has a very robust website for the most part with the partners' names, the shareholders' names there, even direct dials and emails. So number one, you know, are you going directly to the decision makers of those organizations with your resume or your outreach? Number two, are you using a trusted recruiter that is doing that for you and has the ear to the ground with many times confidential job orders that aren't out there in the for the public to view and, and can make those first interviews happen and, and guide you through that process and also give you a lot of detail um, on which of the firms are growing and, and which are not and, and, and where there's a great opportunity and the work-life balance and, and the type of quality of work that's happening at those firms. But that's a systematic plan, Craig. I, I would say you know, if you're a candidate, have you mapped out your strategy for this job search out three to five years, right? You've got to have a strategy in mind versus just getting a job versus, you know, what makes sense and how do I go about it? And I think the most successful candidates that we see are ones that we're able to work very closely with in developing that type of strategic professional plan. And that brings us to the uh, first years, this, the graduates from law school who have no experience and really don't understand the networking. And for that matter, you know, I mean, this is coming from somebody who's been practiced for 25 years, really don't know how to practice law yet. I mean, I, I remember when I first started, I was kind of clueless and had to learn from secretaries about how to practice law. What are your recommendations for, for those people? Well, I'm right there with you, Craig. When I came out of law school, same same experience. Um, you, you know, I, I would say a couple of things. Well, having expertise or, or more years of experience in a high-demand area is certainly beneficial today. Graduates are not out of luck if they choose a different specialty. It just depends on how they're focusing on going about their search. Hiring conditions can vary depending on specific markets. So those with less marketable backgrounds or recent grads may have to expand their scope of their searches geography, you know, uh, uh, based on geography. Um, you know, if you're able to move, then expand that search and think about other cities. Again, going back to networking, I, I hate to, you know, sort of continue to say the same thing, Craig, no, but I agree networking with you. Yeah. both personally and online, not only within the legal networking organizations, but also the community-wide organizations is really a great way for recent graduates to meet potential lawyers who will hire them. Um, a lot of that is done, you know, word of mouth and personal introductions. So I think that's really, really in, important. What's the realistic time for a job hunt? I mean, how long do you see lawyers out there looking for jobs and uh, how long does the hiring process take once you get into a firm? Hard to tell, Craig. I mean, it's sort of all over the board, depending on your background, your years of experience, your practice area, and, and many times how quickly the organization is looking to move forward. Have they been able to condense the hiring process into a, in, into a short 
And when I say short two to four week time frame, or are there multiple interviews that you have to go through with various decision makers at the firm, including partners who may be in trial or traveling based on other work, and so your interview schedule is a little bit sporadic or spread out? Um, you, you know, it's 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 hard to tell, but I would say that, you know, the more you can drive the process, meaning the candidate driving the process about them being flexible, available, um, and and are prepared for the interviews, the faster that timeline will move forward. And and again, knowing the market through networking or recruiters or other sources will also assist you in determining what the timeline may be for any individual law firm and their hiring perspective. Yeah, my prior firm, I was the hiring partner, and uh, we frequently turned people down because we were a, a small, mid-sized law firm. But one of the things that I did was I always put a sentence at the end of the rejection letter that said, if you call me, I'll be happy to take you out to lunch and see what I can do to offer some help and perhaps some other recommendations. And it was really surprising to me. I think that that a potential candidate gets that letter and and it says, we regret to inform you, and they stop reading. And only about 10% of the people that got those letters ever would call and try to uh, set up an appointment. And of those, even half actually made the appointment. So it seems like there's this, uh, among at least among new lawyers, this kind of fatalist uh, perception that because they don't have experience that they've really lack uh, the ability to be able to get a job. What can lawyers do that don't have any experience to try and beef up their resume? Well, and I think you bring up a great point, Craig, about you know taking the next step in the process, right? I think far too often many candidates, if they see a rejection letter, don't continue to pursue or learn from that experience. I'd say in today's competitive business environment, law offices are more concerned about real-world experience than academics than ever before. Um, 44% of lawyers interviewed in our survey said training or experience in a high-demand practice area is the most marketable attribute for law school graduates. And the class ranking that, you know, when we were in law school, everybody talked about came in second with only 19%. Now, not that it's not important, but certainly not number one and not you know, and in second place by a fairly wide margin. And so my advice for law school graduates is to demonstrate to future employers that you can immediately add value. Uh, And this means showing that you're a hard worker, you're a team player, and that you possess the skills or determination needed to contribute to the firm's revenue-generating practice areas. And, And that could be as as simple as doing pro bono work in a specific area going and getting more CLE training in a specific practice area. If you're in a law firm and you're in a slow practice area, are you raising your hand to go and assist in a busy practice area after hours or for a few hours a week to get additional experience? I think employers are looking for individuals that can handle client matters and and think outside the box on how they're getting experience and how they're bringing value to the organization. Well, Chad, we need to take a quick break. When we return, we will talk more with attorney Charles Chad Volkert. He is the executive director of Robert Half Legal to discuss the current legal job market. Hey, 
Has the recent economic climate affected the financial goals of your firm? Get back on track with help from SunTrust. Our private wealth management legal specialty group works solely with lawyers and their firms to deliver unique solutions designed for the legal community. SunTrust advisors give you sound guidance on everything from maximizing cash flow and waiting through benefits planning to understanding how to retain attorneys and staff. Learn more at www.suntrust.com legal. SunTrust. Live solid. Bank solid. SunTrust Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, my name is Kay Kenny from Legal Talk Network, and I'm joined by Jack Newton, president of Clio. Jack is going to introduce us to the world of cloud computing and how it can be beneficial to lawyers and law firms. Jack, we're hearing great things about cloud computing and its utility for law firms. Can you tell me why so many lawyers are excited about cloud computing? I think the most important thing about cloud computing from a lawyer's perspective is that it gives them the power and breadth of features that traditional desktop and server-based software uh, gives them without all of the IT overhead and inconvenience. So there's uh, all the benefits and none of the downsides of traditional desktop-based software, and they're able to focus on practicing law with a really solid cloud computing platform behind them. So I think that's where you're seeing a lot of the the excitement is they're now able to realize the, the potential of IT without all of the headaches. We've been talking to Jack Newton, president of Clio. Thank you so much, Jack. Thank you. And if you'd like to get more information on Clio, feel free to visit www.goclio.com. That's G-O-C-L-I-O.com. Thanks for tuning into our program today. We want to let you know about something extraordinary happening in the legal industry. Right now, hundreds of independent attorneys just like yourself are working to bring a very special product to market. These attorneys are part of a development program at LexisNexis, and they are working under NDA on a brand new application that will change the way you run your practice. This solution, LexisNexis Firm Manager, is a web-based, highly secure application operating in SAS 70 Type 2 attested data centers. If you are interested in test driving LexisNexis Firm Manager at no charge, or to learn more, visit www.myfirmmanager.com slash LTN. It's the office calling again. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, yeah. I need to do that, too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. That's perfect. The office can wait. Welcome back to Lawyer to Lawyer on the Legal Talk Network. We're joined by attorney Charles Volkert. He's the executive director of Robert Half Legal, the premier provider of experienced project and full-time professionals for law firms and corporate legal departments. He goes by the name Chad. So, Chad, we were talking before the break about law students and experience and so forth, and I, I see that the new University of California at Irvine Law School that just started up uh, last year 
It has a very heavy emphasis on practical training for lawyers. They're partnering with their MBA students. They're getting their students in with internships in the first and second years. Uh, they're getting in with the public law center, the, the things that you've recommended that all young lawyers do to beef up their their resumes. That, you know, beyond that, one of the things that I know, because having been a hiring partner, I, I look for qualities like work ethic, motivation, communication skills, uh, writing skills. How is it that lawyers, for young lawyers that are just graduating and, and lawyers that are in the job market, communicate those skills to potential hires? So I think a couple of different ways, Craig. You know, number one, you know, don't be bashful. Show your ROI. When preparing resumes and cover letters, candidates should emphasize the depth and breadth of whatever experience they have. Um, Before interviewing, you should prepare to talk about how your accomplishments in a previous position, even if that was an internship or non-legal work uh, prior to law school or, or in another business life, um, brings value to that prospective employer. I, I, those are the type of things, um, again, going back to that real-world experience, that hiring managers are now looking for. If they're going to make an investment hire and add to their staff, they're looking for individuals that can bring immediate value. You know, one of the other things that we've seen work really well for recent grads or attorneys in transition is making sure that they're out there working on project engagements. With the boom of uh, e-discovery and the rules of, you know, the federal rules changing in 2006, we continue to see uh, a high growth area for us is handling small, mid-size, and large-scale litigation document reviews. Um, And whether that's providing great talent for those or space and computers, you name it, that continues to be a growth area. And candidates that are going out on those engagements, getting their foot in the door at a law firm, keeping their skills sharp, and showing that they're great at handling that type of work and have an understanding of the document review tools and technology, are certainly putting themselves ahead of the game in many respects uh, by getting those skills and, and honing those skills. And so I would highly recommend that as well, whether it's a recent grad or Somebody that, you know, had practiced for three years and unfortunately uh, was laid off during the downturn. Well, I think we've just about reached the end of our program, and it's probably time for us to wrap up and get your final thoughts about uh, job market recommendations and how people go about, how lawyers go about getting jobs in this, uh, what seems to be a very sharp and quick upturn in the recruiting market, and also to get your contact information. So, Chad, I'll turn it over to you. Great. Well, you know, why don't I, I give my contact information first, and then I'll end with some thoughts. Uh, feel free to reach me at charles.volkert, V as in Victor, O-L-K-E-R-T, at Robert Half International, or rhi.com, charles.volkert at rhi.com, or you can always reach me uh, in my Miami office at 305-374-2936. I would just say in closing, Craig, that um, we are optimistic. Uh, The surveys uh, and the results of those surveys are showing an increased demand within the legal sector and an optimism uh, quarter over quarter. Candidates that have experience in those hot practice areas that I mentioned, in particular litigation, foreclosure, bankruptcy, 
intellectual property and some of the growing areas like healthcare and labor and employment will continue to be in demand and should focus on honing those skills. Candidates that are either coming out of school uh, with a degree or unfortunately were laid off during the downturn uh, should network extensively, be well connected within the legal community, partner up with a trusted recruiter, uh, and look for opportunities to expand their overall knowledge base to bring value to an organization that they either are temping with or interviewing for a full-time position with. Um, it'll be interesting to see how this year progresses, uh, but we're seeing a lot more growth from a hiring perspective on the temporary and the project attorney front and paralegal front with small and mid-sized firms, uh, as well as large firms, and that full-time hiring uh, we're also optimistic about. So really appreciate the opportunity to be with you today, Craig, and look forward to hearing from your listeners if they have any additional questions. Great. Well, thanks very much, Chad. We really appreciate you being on the program. And just one more recommendation for our listeners as well. There's a great book out by Richard Bowles, B-O-W-L-E-S, called What Color Is Your Parachute? It's probably about 25 years old. I have no idea what edition it's on right now, but it has some really great ideas for uh, job hunting. And one of the best ones I've seen utilized by people is called the informational interview. You don't have to hire me. I'm just here to get some information from you about how to look for a job. And inevitably, everybody wants to help. And so lawyers will, will try to help uh, potential job seekers, even if we can't hire them in our firm. We may be willing to do it for another, uh, to point them to some of our friends. I don't know, uh, Chad, if you've ever read the book or utilized that idea, but it seems to work really well. I haven't, but I wrote it down and, and look forward to, to getting a copy. Great. Well, thanks very much again for being on the program. For our listeners, remember, you can now get CLD credit through the West Legal Ed Center for listening to select Legal Talk Network podcasts. Go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and click on the West Legal Ed Center. And you can find all of the Legal Talk Network shows, including this one, Lawyer to Lawyer, the flagship show, on iTunes. We'll be back again next week to discuss another great legal topic when we'll be joined by Bob Ambrosia again, my co-host. So when you want legal, think lawyer to lawyer. We'll see you next week. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Lawyer to Lawyer with J. Craig Williams and Robert Ambrogi. Every week, a new legal topic that you won't want to miss. We hope you'll listen again and check out our other shows on the Legal Talk Network. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Gee Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Song. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.